Welcome, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched this or not, but um, we this was this was unplanned. This was a, a shoot a text. Uh, who wants to pot about Dosa Cero? Um, so this is off, more off the cuff than it, than your normal soccer thread podcast is. Uh, this is purely reaction, knee jerk reaction. Obviously, going to be talking about why we're going to win the World Cup and and. Uh, why the, this USA team is the best USA team ever. Um, so let's let's get right into this. We're here because of USA 2, Mexico 0. Um, Colin, from the swamp, uh, general thoughts. What are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fucking great, Palmer. Uh, I don't have a shirt on. I don't have pants on. You can't see that. But I'm just feeling great. Uh, I predicted this. we would lose this one to zero uh and it looked that way in the first half like teams looked even uh but i kind of just felt like mexico would get the break and uh they didn't like we had the the little bit of like i just felt like oh they'll have the little bit of quality like that's kind of how it goes like they're, they're the more talented team in a lot of ways like their front three was really good um no we 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 did we were the team that did that that was amazing Felt great. Feels uh, great. It it does feel great. Um, we we exchanged some betting advice. Uh, you you might know who's who's next to to give their general thoughts if we're talking about betting advice. Yeah. I said uh, bet the house on Mexico, um, because I really wanted the USA to win. Uh, and if you bet Mexico, the Palmer paradox comes into play here which is anytime I bet on a team, they definitely lose. Yeah. Uh, so if you bet on Mexico and wanted U.S. to win, we got that result. Hopefully, Kiev, listen to my advice and maybe bet on USA. I don't know. You know, you got you to gotta keep the, uh, the Palmer paradox into play here. But uh, Kiev, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling about this win? I'm, wow. I mean, I'm, fe- I'm feeling great. I, uh... <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I anxiously drank through the entire game, so I'm a few high lifes into it. So <laughs> I'm feeling good. I I, I uh, rushed over here. Brain seems to be working real fast. Yeah, right. I rushed over here. I watched uh, at a buddy's place in the suburbs of Milwaukee, and I took an Uber just to rush back here and. So you guys, wonderful listeners, can hear hear my voice and talk about a Dosisero win. Um, I did not. My only bet today was the over on two and a half, so I lost. But <laughs> you're a real winner. But I'm, yeah, I'm. Doesn't bother me at all. Tough, yeah. tough beat. Had, arguably, Ferreira probably should have had that third one. But yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the the last five minutes. Oh, everyone. So at the at the place I was watching, everyone was like celebrating. You know, oh, we're gonna win, and I'm just in the corner, sweating bullets, that's, sucking down that's my high curse. life just because that's, I need one more goal. That's the curse of the better. That's that's why betting is so fun because you were you were in it the entire game, the entire game. Um, I mean, Keith, appreciate the hustle. 
uh, amazing that you're able to pod with us here. Um, so obviously we're just going to do kind of, this is going to be quick knee jerk reactions to this. Um, let's start with the first half. Colin, you kind of mentioned that you thought that the game was relatively even. Uh, your boy Twelman thought that Mexico bossed the first half and they clearly won. I don't think that that's true. Um, but uh, Mexico had kind of, you know, two uh, clear-cut chances. Um, and Zach Steffen uh, came up huge. Uh, I, for one, you know, the last pod was the Colin apology tour. Um, I'm going to apologize to Zach Steffen. I thought he was washed. Um, and Turner was, was our number one. We might have a 1A and 1B here uh, in, in Stefan and Turner. Um, Keith, what are your thoughts on that first half? Yeah, I don't agree with the announcers at all. And actually, it kind of went, again, like literally the opposite of what I expected, right? Going into it, we thought Mexico would have possession. We would, the U.S. would go on the, like, on the counter. That would be a, their only opportunities when really the game was just the flip of that, right? The U.S. had had possession. They ne- didn't necessarily have, like, too dangerous of opportunities, uh, but Mexico's really only attacking going forward was just those counterattacks. Um, granted, there were some good opportunities, and Stefan was stepped up to the plate and made some great just reactionary saves on um, some counters. But uh, I thought... I mean, especially like the first 15 minutes, I was like, wow, this is very eye-opening. Like, U.S. is taking it at them. They, are, they aren't afraid of, of the uh, spotlight. They, this is like U.S.-Mexico. This is the rivalry. We're going at them. We're, we're going like, we aren't afraid of this. We're, we aren't afraid of the moment. So that, like, that just blew, like, wow, that blew so, my yeah. mind. Yeah. I mean, it scared me because it, it gave me hope. Like, uh, Palmer, mm-hmm. you were texting this, and uh, absolutely, that's all I felt. It was like, as long as we're doing this but not getting a goal, uh, it's just going to break my heart more to see us, like, play so positively in the first 15 minutes against Mexico. Uh, but it is really, like, you know, looking back on it, you just think, like, okay, well, it's because we have a level higher talent than we've ever had before, and those guys are, are now getting to be not kids anymore. I mean, Musa still is or whatever, but McKenney and Adams are not kids anymore. Yeah. Um, and even a guy like Aronson or maybe Wea, like they're not 18 years old, haven't played anywhere. Like, oh, yeah, they've, you know, played in, in top divisions or Champions League or whatever. So, like, you know, Aronson's playing as a number 10 in the Champions League. Like, yeah, he's playing in Austria, but like he's a very legit player, too. And he's honestly was one of the reasons why we were kind of deficient in the first half because he can't break people down off the dribble. And that's one of the things we were missing was the ability to go through the center and break them down. Except when Musa had that amazing run where he showed why he has so much promise and what's so exciting about him. But like, you know, we were missing a little bit of something and that's why Mexico maybe had the better chances. Um, But yeah, totally thought we were, uh, a level higher in the our organization and our um, yeah positivity than I would have expected. So you mentioned organization. Uh, I'll get on to that. There's a there's a larger question that goes into that, which I will I'll talk about in just a second. But I do want to say like uh, you know Keith mentioned the the 
um, that we kind of had possession. You, you would have thought that we would have ceded possession to Mexico and try to play on the counter. Mexico was definitely trying to play on the counter. Um, Colin, you texted that, uh, that it felt like the, the goal that we were going to score was going to be a goal um, that was going to be a, when, playing out, when playing it out of the back goes wrong. Um, which to me, I, I would agree with you, uh, that's what it felt like, but it felt as though the U.S. was the one that was putting pressure on, on Mexico and, and their back line. We know that Mexico's back line has been, you know, in flux and not great, um, but this was a tactic from the U.S. that I don't think that we've seen, at least in this cycle, uh, in the qualifying cycle, is this pressing. Like, where did this come from? Have we seen this pressing? And does this pressing continue? Because the pressing was amazing tonight. And I think that that's what essentially won the game. In the second half, I'm not even sure Mexico crossed their, the, uh, the half line because, how, because of how much uh, the pressing was, uh, and how effective it was for, for the U.S. Like, Keith, have you, have you seen the U.S. press like this? Is this something that's going to continue? Can we expect it against Jamaica? Or is this just a one-off, like, uh, tactical decision? Because, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that maybe there was no pressing, but I thought it was incredible. No, the pressing was there, and the, like the amazing thing with pressing is that everyone has to be on the same page, right? And we go through this thing with with international windows, is where, where coaches have a limited amount of time to to work with their team and and you know get a like a direction or a tactic that they're going to go through. And I mean, today was, they executed that. I don't know. I mean, I'm afraid to give Burhalter too much credit, but at the same time, I think it's a mixture of, yeah, like let's put some pressure on them along with like just the high, like this is Mexico, USA, right? Like people are, they're going to be up for it. Like everyone's going to, I mean, when you put pressure, everyone has to be on the same page. Also, it has to be high energy. So I don't want to take like too much away from Burhalter because it was very impressive today. But I, I also want to think that just like the intensity and the like the hypeness of USA and Mexico just really worked in USA's favor there, especially well, being a home a home game a home team home game. And I also think I want to give I I texted this in the thread that. I want to give DeAndre Yedlin just a lot of credit. Like in the the first 10 minutes, like he set the tone of like we are not putting up with this bullshit. Like he was he is physical. He like he took out Chucky Chippy. Chucky. Yeah, he took him out like immediately and was like, "All right, yeah, you may get past me, but I'm the ball may get past me, but you're not getting past me kind of thing." So, I mean, th- just that veteran experience I think just kind of set the tone for the whole thing and then it just kind of fell from there. So, uh yeah with the pressing wise i think just the like big moment of the game got to the u.s and and they stepped up to the plate which was awesome to see and i know that was like a little worrisome but these guys like too young or whatever the case may be but if if anything i think that just kind of worked worked in their favor like all right we're, we're setting the tone here like this is this is a new generation kind of thing i mean i think there's two things here right one you give credit to burhalter and i the way i give credit to him here is that lineup is something we could have all predicted, right? It's It was no, nobody out of place. Everyone, literally everyone in that lineup has played that position for the U.S. Men's National Team in the past, whatever. It's a bizarre two, decision. Two months, like, right? Like, 
recently, they've all wanted to play that role recently for Greg Berhalter with those same guys next to them. We've, right? Like we've maybe never not, seen that in a manager. Yeah, I mean that's that's wild for us. Yeah, just don't fuck it up kind of shit, right? <laughs> he did that. Um, but then the other thing is that the reason this looked different was because it's Mexico. So Mexico will wanted to play through us when we pressed instead of, I don't know who, Honduras or whatever, who's just going to be like, ah, fuck, and just kick it, right? And so that, then you don't, like, sustain the press, right? It's like one pat, you pressure one pass, and then the guy kicks it up the line, and it goes out of bounds or it doesn't go out of bounds. And But Mexico would play it back to Ochoa, and then we'd press, and Ochoa would try to pick a pass instead of just hoof it, right? And then so then it became, like, a tactical thing of, like, where are we going to let him have a pass? Or, like, where are we going to put his pass and it became very clear that we wanted to have him hit chip chip this ball to the wing. And he had that time and time again that uh, he was going to make that. I don't know if it was an outside mid or um, or the outside back, but that guy's going to take the ball down and then we're going to press that guy again. Right. And so it's going to be like a, I don't know, whatever, a skill trapping contest for that guy. Like, can you receive this ball from Ochoa and make a, a play with it before we, before we trap you. Right. And we just got to see that over and over again. And like both teams thinking, this is this is how we're gonna do this, and like we think we can beat you this way. And I would that my comment was basically like, I think one of these times, uh, either Ochoa hesitates there because we've got a guy who's you know making the run to pick that to, uh, you know see that pass faster or something like that, or, you know that guy just, you know he's been asked to do that skill, ten times and he made it nine times and he didn't, doesn't make it the tenth time when we pick it off and we're in three on two and we score. Um, it's not what happened, but that's why I made the comment. <laughs> and I think it's a good situation for the U.S. I think if teams try to play through us in the in the future, we should absolutely like invite that and press. We've got quick guys like Adams and and Miles Robinson who can kind of clean up on the back end. Yeah, did it expose us a couple times on the counter or or getting played through? But I think it's a, it's a good tactic. Right, so uh, first half ends 0-0, like we said, seemed pretty even. Um, hope was very high. Pressing looked great. Uh, you knew or felt, at least if, if you're Colin or, or myself, uh, that you know the, the, the fall is, is about to come. Um, but it doesn't. Uh, the pressing continues. U.S. Continue to now they're starting to generate a little bit more chances. They have like kind of these half chances that uh, you know Pepe probably could have finished one. Uh, McKinney kind of had a half chance, um, and you just start. Aronson kind of had at least had one like yep that you'd like to see him like get his foot on more cleanly. Yeah, and it was all coming from from pressing again, right? Like it just felt like Mexico just couldn't handle our press, which. I come back to that where it's just like I've not seen a U.S. team do that, right? We've we've all seen the like pragmatic. We're gonna sit back and defend, and we really brought the game to Mexico. And this is just it. It just felt like um, we've seen Dos Arrows before, right? But this feels like a different one. It feels yeah, like it, a new one. I I don't it, know why. And even against it, it felt different than. Um... Gold Cup and Nations League wins against them, right? Like those right. were like on penalties and you know set pieces and things like that. Those goals, um, whereas these were and our chances even that that I'm not not necessarily even the goals, which obviously were from open play too, but um, the making chances 
and I think it was that we were making chances not off set pieces, but off, yeah, pressing, but also I would say just playing playing through a tempo, like just being like, when you have the when you have the space, go, go at them, run at them, like bang bang, quick passing, and like anticipating, and yeah, some some of them, even like the McKinney goal, like it didn't really come off, like the the there was a definitely a times when the chemistry wasn't there between our guys but it was just like yeah we're trying to make a really we're trying to make that attacking play and sometimes it's not going to come off but we're going at them at them at them at them at them all second half and that was the thing that was like oh this is this is fun this is what we've all been yeah, like yeah excited exactly. for with it, these exactly. guys yeah it, it went to it almost like it went to script right like this is yeah. our plan our plan was to do to put high pressure on them when they have the ball in the back and then when we do win it we attack them through the channels right tim Weo was like when he got the ball he went all right you can tell like hey hey timmy when you get the ball go at them right drive to the drive to the end line and then put it put it in the center and see if we can find pepe or cp to god or whoever the hell is in there yeah and like it it and that was a game plan and that's how we got that first goal. And then, the, and, and then the second goal is a similar thing. We're like, all right, high pressure. We get the ball, and then we do a, little, a combination. And then we, we, I mean, we got a little bit of, of a bounce there. But like, again, it went to script. It wasn't just like some fluky balls bouncing in the back, or we have this like a, a good set piece. Like it went to script. High pressure. Utilize the channels get the ball back in and that's how we score a goal. So just to see it, like to actually have a plan and then the, to see this, the plan succeed is very exciting. And it's pretty exciting. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, and I've had too many beers, s- but I, it's exciting. <laughs> and on the other side of the ball, like, uh, like, yeah, obviously way like looks great in that role, right? Like he's, you're asking him to do a job he can do on the other side. Aronson can't do that. He can't take guys on. So he was tucking in more and then, Anthony Robinson overlapping him loves to do that, right? Especially with like a head of steam. There was a couple times where they released him on longer balls and things like that. Where it's like, yeah, you're gonna overlap, and Brendan Aronson will make you right. Like he'll fucking run back if he needs to because he can run. Like so, I just like that kind of feeling of like, okay, we're not asking guys to do things they can't do. Um, and yeah, I mean. So, so first goal comes off of, um, you know, probably, so I, watching this game, it, it, it felt like the first goal started with the uh, Aronson, I can't remember who the Mexico player was, that probably should have been a, a, a red card. Keeve called it a, a, one, a 1.5 yellow card. Aronson yeah. gets fish hooked in the eyeball. Um, Keeve... Rule number one: You never touch another man's face. So yeah, that's one hundred. I don't care how many highlights you've had. <laughs> yeah, and Brennan, uh, that's a, that that's rule. his money maker. You can't. You can't. <laughs> exactly. He's a pretty boy. You can't do that. He's respect got that. the headband on. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, you got to respect that. Uh, gets poked in the eyeball, and immediate sixty eighth minute. Uh, Christian Pulisic subbed on for Aronson. My wife is sitting on the couch next to me. Says, "Oh, is this the response? This is so. Is that what they're responding? They're saying you're going to do that to our player, and we're just going to put our best player in, and we're going to win the game now." Um, and I was like, yeah. "No, that's not that kind of sub." But then immediately uh, he comes on and scores, like you know, the game winner. So um, doubt me at your to, peril. Paul to go back to go back to the yellow, the fact that Stefan ran from the goal from his goal goal area. <laughs> 
up to the to it to get a yellow card is pretty awesome too. Yeah. It's you know, I think he what he was trying to do is probably trying to prevent someone else from getting a yellow, which was yeah. did McKinney get one in there and then I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. it was well, all just Again, that Silly. the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper fraternity. We've been high on that lately, and it, yeah, he just he just followed through. Love That's the goalkeepers. Great. It's great. You're just trying to get your name on the score sheet a little bit more, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, Degod shows up in in Cincinnati almost. I I don't know, maybe three minutes into to being on the pitch. Um, was there any doubt that he was going to get the game winner? Was there any doubt that he was going to get this? I mean, I I did love when he came on uh, thinking like, oh, this is a good moment for him, right? Like whether he scores or, or not, like uh, the way this game is already going is really nice for him. Like we've been at them. They've got to be tired. Uh, he's fresh and he's just a good player to run at people. Like those those moments I was talking about, like quick passing and, and running at you. He's he's that's what he does best. And he's our best player. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not how he actually scored, but like just the situation. That's really nice for him. I, you know, I thought like that's a that's a good luxury to have that like right. that level of player to be able to come on as a sub. Keith, were you worried at all when so we score this goal, uh, and you know, huge like sigh of relief. Uh, were you worried at all that we were just going to? change our tactics, sit back, uh, absorb pressure, uh, and try to see this one out 1-0, possibly give up a goal, uh, draw is okay in this situation, whatever. Um, or or did you did you think that we were going to continue to pressure? Because I personally, I was like, okay, now Berhalter is going to stick his nose in this and, and, and like try to change the tactics. They made a couple subs. I think Kellen Acosta came on. Um, which felt pretty defensive and just kind of shore this up. Um, were you worried at all? You're asking the wrong guy because I had two and a half for the over. So if <laughs> you were like, keep <laughs> just whatever goal comes next, I'm keep those I'm goals coming, just like high lives, baby. But to, to answer your question, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't mind the Kellen Acosta um, sub substitute. And just the way that the way the like the game was going, I didn't really. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm Kevin, so I'm going to be nervous no matter what. I mean, we could be up three <laughs> zero, and I'll be anxious, and I'll be sucking down high lives to to try to deal with my nerves. But uh, the way the game was going, and just the fact that like, and I I like Acosta coming in for the for that defensive sub. Um, I forget who came in for for Pepe too, but. Um, just the way that the game was going, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really have a, like a. Again, I wanted a goal to come either way because that that was my gambling, <laughs> my gambling brain. But uh, I wasn't. It, and, and even even if they did score, like a one-one isn't awful. Like that's it's not exactly, it's not the worst exactly result. So like even this, if they score, so it was like all right. I'm just like convincing myself. Like okay, yeah, yeah okay, they scored. That's fine. One-one. Yeah, like they, if you we told, told me one-one before like, this started, I'd have been happy. Yeah, exactly. I was. That's exactly what I thought. We, I, I can't remember. Where, like, they made that sub, and then they had one where they just like I don't know, mm-hmm. took the ball down the right side a little bit. Yep. And yep. Uh, I can't remember even what came of it. But 
probably like a corner and then nothing or something. But uh, I was immediately in my head like, hey, 1-1's one, not bad. Like, 1-1, one, <laughs> one, get out of here. Like, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. Like, even if even if the worst happens, it's the worst is going to be a draw now. Like, we can do this. Because um, I totally thought that's exactly what would happen, is that we would bunker in and, like, give away all our um, – attacking cohesion in some way or like momentum or whatever like that, that we had and completely right. change what we were doing and be the team that we didn't want to see basically yeah 100 percent. and but we didn't right like it continued we we probably could have got a third probably should have got a third so keaton would have would have won his won his bet um we won't go too deep into uh into the other goals um mckinney with you know i think colin kind of mentioned this uh, but we're gonna we're gonna try to keep this this short. So here here's your hot takes here. Um, who gets credit for this for this win? Is this a uh, did Burhalter set these guys up, or are we, are we taking just uh, I don't know Cincinnati the moment? Uh, Colin mentioned the the players you know aging into this. Um, is is this a team win? Did Burhalter set them up? What what do you think? Who's who's taking who's walking away with the credit here, Keith? I'm giving the rivalry credit, the Mexico-USA rivalry, and just the young generation, the quote-unquote golden generation wanting to put their stamp on it. Like, this was their first big USA versus Mexico, and they wanted to send a message, and um, that's what we've been looking for, right? Are they going to step up to the plate? And they did it. What is this, the first time in the fir- in the USA-Mexico rivalry, this is the first time, like, a a team they've, has won three beaten, years, three games Mexico in a row. Three times in a calendar year. That's the first time this happened since 1937. Uh, that 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 uh, stat is so nice that they said it twice in in the broadcast. So, uh, Colin, who are you giving credit? It's, this is crazy to say, but I got to give it to Greg. Like, wow. Uh, I mean, if if there's one person, like, it's obviously a team win, and and. You know, Zach Steffen deserves a lot of credit and, you know, guys are all over the field. I, I gave a lot of credit to Walker Zimmerman for that little handball in the run up to the goal. Great handball. <laughs> but Greg Berhalter got the selections right today. There there's a lot of ways you could go wrong. A lot of managers in the past have gone wrong. Uh, Tata Martino here is not going to be blameless if you're a Mexican fan. He is going to get a lot of heat for mm-hmm. losing to us. Right. Mm-hmm. So again. again, yeah. And so I, he, he, Greg Berhalter has beaten Mexico three times in a row, like yeah. in three, two cup finals, which you can argue about how you know important those cups were or whatever, but two cup finals where the first one, then they, then Mexico said, Oh, well, it's nation's league. We don't care. It's gold cups really where we're at. And then beat him in that. And then, okay, well, the, the world cup qualifying is where it matters. Beat him in that. Yeah. Like, yep. At some point, you got to stop making apologies and say, "Hey, this guy knows how to beat Mexico." We haven't, yeah, like that's good. That's a good. I thing. I mean, that's that's what we hire him to do, right? And basically, for, basically, and, and qualify for the World Cup. But you know, yeah. uh, job one done. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I I think you know, Keeve mentioned this uh, earlier. It just you know, international breaks are hard. Um, coaching an international team is difficult because you got to get the cohesion early. If you want to do something like pressing, you have to be insanely organized. Um, 
And this was a well-drilled team. They knew when to press. They knew the cues when to press. Colin, you were talking about you know forcing that that kind of chip to the to the to the wing. Um, we forced them to do that every single time. Uh, pressed, they lost the ball, and and we got chances. Um, it was very clear that that was something that that Greg wanted to do from the start. Uh, one of the things that I know that the, the pod at least has mentioned about Greg is he seems to maybe not trust himself or overthink uh, or, you know, think that, you know, the, the uh, situation is too big for him and he overthinks these things. He didn't tonight. He put the players in the position um, where they're going to be the most effective. So, I mean, I hate to say this, but, you know, a lot of credit goes to Burhalter and the game plan that he had um, and it- tonight. And, and you you could have certainly been tempted if you're Greg Berhalter to just start Christian Pulisic, for instance. Yeah, yeah, right? 100%, right? Like, you you feel that pressure, um, you know, he's he's healthy. Do you want to start him and, and play him 70 minutes, or do you, do you want to have him come off the bench, right? Like, those are big decisions that he made, um, and everything, everything went off uh, perfectly tonight. Uh, it could be an entirely different story against Jamaica, Maybe he overthinks <laughs> the Jamaica game, right, and tries something yeah. wild. He's going to be missing a couple players. I think uh, Miles Robinson, for one, uh, Yed- Yedlin maybe, or maybe is it I think McKinney's, McKinney's out too, yeah. Yep, yeah, McKinney's out. Yeah, that, he's the one that got the, yellow, the other yellow card on top of yeah. Stefan. Um, yeah. So the uh, 11 men on the pitch, I think, uh, I don't know, there were, what, two subs made, so um, 13 players who, who's your man of the match? Anyone? Oh, Keeve, jump in. Man of the match. That's a tough one. I'll uh, give you. I'll give you some options here. Uh, Tim Weah. Tim, Tim Weah. Yeah, Tim Weah. Uh, Zim- yeah, that's a good point. Zimmerman's in. Zimmerman's got to be in there with a shout. Um, yeah, he was good. He was very good. Pulisic, Pulisic with the goal. McKinney, Adams. Uh, Adams is very good. Short up the middle of the of the field, um, but yeah, Tim Tim Weah for me. Uh, I think we got to give him Tim Weah. Yeah, like you said, he fit his role perfectly, and he did exactly what he was asked to do, and that is dribble at people and be dangerous, and that's exactly what he did from from start to finish. From start to finish, I will uh, say what uh, McKenny for me uh, was one of the reasons why in this game we were more different than we've been in the past. Like he can be as a midfield player, like in re- receiving the ball in the middle of the pitch from say Tyler Adams, his decision-making dictates a lot of that tempo, whether we have tempo or we don't have tempo. Like it, does he take his first touch negative and then play it out to the outside back? Or does he take his first touch towards goal and play it to Tim Weah trying to run at them? Right. And I thought he was good in that today. Um, Mexico was bad in that they didn't press, like put him under a lot of pressure. But I think that we criticized McKenney a lot for like, what does he really do sometimes? Um, and I think that he did that today, I think really well. Yeah, I agree. hundred um, percent. So I think general consensus, man of the match, Tim Weah. Um, but lots of great performances up and down the pitch. Uh, we didn't even mention Anthony Robinson was amazing. Miles Robinson played well. Um, I DeAndre think Yedlin. Sto- Yedlin, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that we were we were harsh on Yedlin the other night uh, on the pod. 
Um, and he played, he did exactly what he needed to do and, and, and played really well. Yeah. Um, we're top of the oct. We are top of the league right now. 14 points. <laughs> uh, Mexico on 14 points, but, you know, we get the almighty tiebreaker there. Canada won. Um, they're sitting on 13 points. And rounding out the top four, Panama um, in with 11. Um, we've beaten Mexico three times in a calendar year. First time that that's happened since 1937. I will also mention that stat twice. Uh, and, like, do we need to start changing the narrative? Are, are we actually better than, than, than Mexico? Uh, will an MLS team beat a Liga MX team? <laughs> no, but seriously, I, we talked about like, oh, we'll get out of here 1-1. One, one, it's going to be fine. Uh, but uh, are we changing the narrative? Are we better than, than, than Mexico? Is it just uh, ebbs and flows? Like what, what's going on here? What do you think? Uh, hot takes only, please. I mean, I I feel like I've already given my take on this. I gave it like uh, maybe four months ago or something like that. I think maybe it was like when we won the Gold Cup or something like that. But if you look back at World Cup qualifying, the last however many hexes there have been, five of them or so, like we U.S. has finished above Mexico, I think, more times than we haven't, right? Yeah, we have had the most embarrassing results. We did not make a World Cup. They almost didn't make a World Cup, but... Graham Zussi scored against Panama or something like that. Right, I can't remember where them. they get. We, he, we saved them once, right? <clears throat> so they had an embarrassing campaign there, and they got through, and we had an embarrassing campaign, and we didn't get through. So, like, in the, on the balance, we're both very imperfect and both have times when we are look pretty shit and other times when we can be pretty good. Uh, Generally speaking, I think they are a little bit better or they have a little more confidence or something like that. But the results, we, we it's been 20 years now of us getting equal results to, to Mexico. What, what Have they had good results in the World Cup that I'm not aware of, right? Like, no, they're not materially better than us. Okay. I'm a man you, of the, I'm a man, I'm you, a man of the present. That was and a boring take. Give us, give us some say, hot takes. Boring. I'm, the man of, I'm, I'm a man of, the, of, you know, I don't live in the past. In the present, we're tied up. We're tied for them for points. We have the tiebreaker. As of now, yes, we are the better team, but we'll see what happens at the end of the oct- oct- octagonal. I'm feeling confident well. now because I've had a lot of beers and we and dose yeah. of zero, but I'm gonna be realistic. I and I and, and frankly, I don't care as long as we as long as we qualify. I don't give it. I, we can finish third. Yeah, I don't care true. as long as we qualify. Does yeah, whatever. To, to be clear, like it's not. I mean, it's great to beat Mexico. That always hey. feels great. But it's Panama that I'm scared listen, about. This, uh, listen, we're not we're not emergency potting after we beat Costa Rica. We're not emergency. Yeah, that's potting true. Exactly. After exactly. we beat Panama. Exactly. We're emergency potting when we beat. Well, we Mexico. don't beat Panama. This is yeah. a big game. This is a massive yes. rivalry. Yes. We've won three times in a row now. Yes. I think that we've emergency potted after every single one. We're better than Mexico. They're in crisis. Uh, Tata Love it. out. All of Love it. it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. yeah. Mind the gap. There is a small gap. 
but mind the gap. Okay. That's true. I mean, I'll give you that a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not right now. These two teams play again, just like run it back. Like it's fucking uh, FIFA and you can just like run it back all like, yeah, we're winning more games against them than we lose a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Uh, I was like, talking more on like a federation level. Like you're talking about like MLS first M- like League yeah. MX, like player pools, blah, 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 how, right. you know, whatever. Like, no, nah, I think on that level, we're like equal. Yeah. We, we don't la- see ourselves as equals right now. We are, we're better. We're like our little golden generation is coming good. And they're in crisis. Like you said, we're better until, for sure. until next year when an MLS team wins the CONCACAF champions. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's finish off. Uh, predictions for Jamaica because tell me tell me what the score of this game is going to be oh. and tell me why uh, it's going to be Jamaica 1-0 <laughs> no 12-0 12-0 confidence is at an all time high right now let's do it double digits baby oh god like, the Mexico I mean Jamaica has been growing the grass down there for uh weeks they're not cutting it now they're like all right we're just gonna have this this field be knee high yeah uh there's no way there's no way no i think uh it'd be a one zero uh, that's what i'm saying one zero a high of a high of the uh of the mexico way i mean did you see like just the players after like the players running around the the stadium tonight after the win like they like it, that meant a lot to them. So just yeah. the high of it and coming down and, and like trying to figure that out and Tough. all right, travel this, to Jamaica. To travel. And, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to one Oh win. Um, wow. Maybe even a tie, maybe even a tie. I'll, you ta- never know, I'll take, but yeah. I'll take I'll four take a, points though. I'll take a, I'll take the away concap away draw. Yeah. Maybe one, one. Yeah. hundred percent. I will take a I'll take a draw in this game. Uh, yeah, this this is gonna be a hard this is gonna be a hard bounce back game. I mean, this is a huge win. Uh, they got to travel. Um, who knows tactically I mean, the, what Berhalter the entire does? There's... Act so far has been like great, terrible, great, terrible, great, yeah. terrible, great, terrible. So, you know, we can't right. just have and two good ones in a row. Our first game has usually been terrible, and then our second one has been great. You know, yeah, great. Uh, so I I don't know this. This feels like uh, this feels like a trap game, Keeve. Uh, you know, put some money on Jamaica. <laughs> they got to be like two two goal dogs, right? Is that what you're saying? All right. If it's two, one, if it's two goals, you're gonna you're you're giving Jamaica. They don't have a two crowd. Goals. Jamaica minus two right now at home. Minus t- plus two at home. I'm taking it. Uh, you're wild. Go, go get another high life. Guys, thank you. Uh, knee jerk reaction pod. Uh, oh, I love beating Mexico. I love unbelievable. it. Dose of zero. Dose of zero for a new generation. Amazing. And the, Amazing we're not, th- there's not going to be another home World Cup qualifier for eight years. And then they'll make it matter a lot less because it'll be a 48 team World Cup where the Oct will qualify six teams, I think. So it's going to not matter. Uh, this is the last of this generation of World Cup qualifiers at home, the Dosa Cero generation. This is great. We'll do this again on Sunday. We'll probably talk about the same thing and make the same point. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Bye. Cliff.